going on everybody thanks for tuning in when i say everybody i'm thinking we got se- if we got 70 to 80 listeners right now then we're we're right there at the at the like cutting edge of the industry we're right there with like the one of the biggest group breakers cardfather x so if we got sev- 70 people 80 people listening right now i feel like i'm on top of the sports card world thank you guys for all tuning in you guys um I don't want to, uh, I almost want to move on. I want to go to, I want my brother, my brother's going to the national. So we'll bring him on in a couple of, you know, here I am pimping the next couple of shows uh, right at the beginning of this show. Seems like a habit of mine. So we'll continue that. Um, my brother's going to the national in, I don't know, it's like a couple of weeks or something. Um, he's going to go. And so we'll interview him last year. I think he had a pretty, I, I tried to put the, now I can inside my podcast thing. I can put the explicit tag. I should have actually done it to the last show, um, which this podcast will essentially be kind of a response to, again, I kind of want to move on and I'm not going to try to take this, uh, too seriously as you, if, uh, if you've listened to this podcast, you might've recognized that I didn't take the last show, my interview with Cardfather X very seriously. Or I tried to, uh, interview him with my tongue in my cheek, essentially. Um, but I'll talk a little bit about that. The last bit of non-Cardfather X drama news that I will be talking about, um, just briefly, because I've re- I'm literally only about 75 pages in, but I've got The Modern Baseball Card Investor by Jeff Huang. I think that's how you say it. H-W-A-N-G. I think I had my last name pronounced many different ways uh mainly retarded uh like a kid growing up in stockton hasn't heard uh my last name being retarded throughout my life you know growing up in in stockton you you can just search online it's not a glorious place anyways the modern baseball card investor um it's it's a fantastic book um you know we had somebody on the last show talk he i mean i tried to ask josh uh questions about his business i tried to ask him about fillers tried to ask him about razes tried to ask him how it all worked what kind of car you know he said everybody gets equal value well why don't i just why don't i just buy if it's all equal value why don't i just go buy it on check on my cards or ebay or at a card shop or you know why do i you know what what was his whole business what was he trying to hide that's what I was, you know, trying to get at. But so it's refreshing, this book, The Modern Baseball Card Investor. You might, I don't know, um, the author sent this to me, so I should probably say that. Um, but if it was just one of these books that was like, eh, kind of okay, uh, I probably wouldn't say go out and, and read this. But just 80 pages in and the author showed me some sections in the back. He talks about group breaks, talks about a uh, customer service issue with tops. Um, talks about pro- if you're into prospecting and buying uh, Bowman cards and grading them, this is this is one of the most amazing books I ever seen. He sources um, Beckett and Cardboard Connection, and I saw uh, Baseball Cardpedia. I saw so he's going to like the collector. This guy like this guy knows what he's talking about, and so um, I highly recommend going to I, I i'm guessing you can go uh to amazon but he has a website www.jeffhwang.com and you can uh the price on the book is 37.95 but it is 
300 and some odd pages, 369 pages or so. So um, I'll be talking about it more. But this book looks looks like something I haven't seen. You know, stuff like this isn't even really on some of the better blogs in the hobby. So um, I'm trying to uh, go through this book as quickly as I can. So on the next show, um, either in a week or two, or I don't know when I'll do another show, I will um, talk more about this book. But I just want to let you guys um, be aware of that. And I'll probably give it, what I'll do is I'll, I should have probably checked. You guys know it's just, we run a real high level operation. If we, we did run a high level operation around here, I would have checked to see if this was selling online, but I'll do, um, I'll do a giveaway. Since the author sent me a copy, I'll buy a copy. Um, I'll gift somebody a copy on Amazon or something like that. Um, just because I want, you know, I got a copy. I don't want to just promote it for free. Um, I probably would anyways, but I think this book is worth buying. Uh, so I, I'd like to buy a copy and send it to somebody. So we'll do a contest, I don't know, in a week or two about that. Moving right along, five minutes into the podcast, um, we'll talk about Cardfather X, as you guys might, uh, if you if you don't care about Cardfather X, and you know, I don't blame you if you don't, um, or if you don't care about this situation, you probably should turn the show up because... I'm just going to talk about that, and then it's that's all I have. Um, I've had some requests to do um, answer some questions um, and kind of give a summary. There was a lot of people that missed it, uh, missed kind of the backstory, and so they wanted a summary, and so I said I would do this. So first of all, how did it start? Why did I get in this beef? And I think some of you might have remembered, I think it was a year ago too. And I'll tell you the chain of events that gets me on Twitter this time every year might seem like a coincidence that this time last year I'm on Twitter. Well, I'll tell you the two events that happens basically this month um, every year in in the hobby and, and around the world. Number one, unless there's a strike, there's NBA free agency, and Twitter has become the number one uh, way to follow that. And so literally, um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily my job, but I do enjoy fantasy sports, and I do enjoy playing fantasy basketball, and my brother, I think, has won two years in a row, and so I'm kind of upset about that. And so I'm trying to win. And part of the way you win is kind of following all these transactions. So you know what, where the, t- you know, where the players went, what the rosters are going to be in the NBA. So I'd been following Twitter set- until LeBron James signed or, you know, a little, I'm following it a little bit now, but I, you know, when it, Le- LeBron James was trying to sign, it was wet. So I was following Twitter and somehow I got involved in, you know, not surprisingly, I got into it with somebody, uh, and that person was Cardfather X. And somebody I do, I here's another part of the backstory is that I've gotten emails uh, from numerous people, not just one or two or three people. We're talking about an extensive amount of people that have described exactly. I know exactly what Josh does on his. I've you know I've watched it myself. Because people, what people will do is they'll send me a mountain of evidence and I'll read through it and I'll be like, wow, that sounds pretty bad. And so I'll go to his webcam and I'll watch it since he puts himself out there live every day. Don't have to even log in. You can just watch it. And uh, I I see the exact same things going on. And uh, so 
that's part of the reason. That's also why I get into it with him. The other, the other reason why I kind of this is what objectively studying businesses is what I do. I wouldn't say as my job, but it's more of my hobby. It's actually something I really like doing. I actually write about uh, stocks on uh, message boards and uh, financial websites. I don't get compensated necessarily. Depends on how you look at it. Depends if I own shares or not. Um, So I could be compensated depending on how strong of an argument I make. But I'm on there a lot making fun of companies and making fun of a business model, kind of exposing things that might not be um, good. And a lot of other people do that. If you ever read uh, Carl Icahn, uh, letters to eBay or letters to any CEO, he, he, I mean, he's obviously more professional than me. I'm certainly, I mean, bazillions times more successful in terms of financial finance than me. But he does a lot of that thing. David Einhorn does a lot of that thing. I think there's this blog called Muddy Waters. I think that's it. Um, but they did a, they, they've been attacking, I think there's this company called NQ Mobile for, these are public companies and these guys just go after them almost the, I wouldn't say the same way, but, uh, almost with the same vigor that I go after, um, some of the people that I don't, I don't think are running legitimate businesses in the sports car business. And the last reason why I do it is maybe Josh is a great guy, guys. I think a lot of people don't, don't get this part. Maybe Josh is great. Maybe he does. You know, I, I, I could argue, we can all argue till we're blue in the face how legitimate online raffles are. But there's certainly ways to run online raffles where the end customer doesn't get ripped off. And there's certainly ways to run online raffles where everybody gets, off, gets ripped off except for the guy running it. And that's why raffles... And online things like that, online or offline, I've seen CVS, a lot of big companies get sued if they don't do their homework, get sued for doing raffles. But it's it's open for a lot of scamming. And that's why I want to bring attention to it. Sh- sh- certainly like fake patch cards. You know, we don't see fake patch cards guys on Twitter bragging about how they, how beautifully they just fake this, uh, Mike Trout card. We don't see, you know, yeah. Pack searchers are, uh, you can see them in public sometimes in Twitter on yeah, target, but do they then get on Twitter and brag about it or tell everybody to come watch them live on webcam, uh, searching packs or, you know, does anybody webcam, um, you know, cutting out a patch and faking it? Those guys stay quiet for a reason. And I suggest anybody that does raffles or anything like that, you should keep it as private and as and as quiet as possible. And start using something like Bitcoin. Stop using PayPal. That's what I suggest. Because something will happen to you. Financially, more than likely. You're not going to go to jail. They're not going to come and beat down your door, chase you in a white Bronco like they did OJ. But something will happen. People don't just get away with gambling online. Trust me. Poker stars just got sold, but uh, they certainly had to pay a lot of money for uh, allowing online gambling for so many years. Anyways, 
So briefly how it started was I was on Twitter following NBA news. Somehow I got involved with these idiots and uh, this is what happened. Josh invited me to lunch. Apparently he's going to the National. I'm not going to the National. I've never been to the National. If it doesn't come, Vegas is as far as I'll go to a National. Otherwise, if it was in New York, I might go. That's one city I've never been to that I really want to go to. Otherwise, I've been, I've driven across the United States and driven back. I've seen every I mean, I've spent three months touring the United States. I've seen it. So I've no, and I'd love to see the national, but it's too far, too far. Got to come out to Vegas, LA. I don't think it's going to happen. San Francisco. I don't think it's going to happen, but if it does, believe me, I'll be there and I'll be there all day. And I hope you guys have fun. I, I mean, we're going to try, I think. Maybe we'll try to put a little bit more positive spin. I'll try to get my brother, you know, we'll let him go off for a segment, but we'll talk about, we'll try to lead off with something positive. But if it's not positive, we won't, we won't try to uh, sugarcoat things. So Josh invited me to lunch at the national and then he, or a phone call. You want he invited me to, that's where I got his phone number is he, he sent me an email last year with his phone number and told me to call him. And I was like, I'm not calling anybody. Believe me, I'm not that dumb. But he kept pushing. He kept saying, let's call. Let's, you know, let's meet, whatever. And I was like, fine. If you want to do a recorded phone call and uh, publish it, then I'll talk to you. And he stupidly said yes. And I'll say, I say stupidly because his reaction after I published it totally proves that he felt stupid about it. Because why he took, I posted the, uh, I normally don't do this, as most of you guys know on this podcast. I don't normally post the podcast to YouTube um, where I think I have, I don't know, I have some subscribers over there. And I think when I post a video, it emails some of them or it gets sent in an email. So I get, I get views that way. And so I, you know, I put it, put it, put the interview on YouTube. Well, he copy did some kind of copyright notice and it got removed. And so whatever, I mean, that's, that's like, that's like AB. That's like the, I can't believe it took him so long to do that. But anyways, so I put it on my podcast and, uh, you know, here we are, here we are. I just think that, um, you can listen to it and kind of hear for yourself. I was just, Essentially, um, I'm not going to say plain dumb, but I was trying to just present myself as an interviewee. I wanted to to just ask a question like I was a new customer. Like I didn't know. Again, guys, I know I know everything that I know. I know the whole. I don't know. I, I even know more about other people in the circle. Josh is in a circle of people that kind of run a kind of a raffling, kind of a razzing, breaking kind of group. And I know all about all of them. And I know exactly what they do. And I know exactly the kind of BS Josh was spewing about giving people equal value and donating cards and doing all this other stuff. Um, and having his, co- he said something about having his tracks covered or something like that. And there's no purchase necessaries. They don't offer that. They don't have us really long or even any kind of terms of service or anything like that. They take gift payments. So I know all this. I know exactly. I didn't even have to interview Josh yesterday or the couple days ago. I can't remember when I interviewed him. It was yesterday or the day before. I can't remember. But he asked me to call him. And so I called him. He didn't have to answer. So 
He didn't have to invite. He, he basically invited himself onto the show. And so I said, sure. I want to get that clear. Josh asked me, invited me to lunch. Then I said, no, because I'm not going to the national. Then he invited me a phone call and I said, no, I think. And then he invited me again. And I said, sure, I'll do a phone call if you record it and we publish it. And now his group and Josh regret that decision. And that's, hey, I don't regret it. I don't understand why they regret. Actually, I know exactly why they regret it. They know what they're doing is wrong. They know they online raffle. They know they do gift payments. They know there's a lot of shady stuff that goes on there. They know I'm right. So it's, oh, I'm an idiot. I'm a hack. I'm irrelevant. No one listens to me. Blah, blah, blah. And that's that's exactly, you, you guys should just ignore me. The more you guys get on me, the more attention the situation gets. That's why you guys should shut the F up. Go to the dundrums of the internet, your little card world TV, make it totally private, make people log in and do your stuff over there and use Bitcoin or something like that. Don't use PayPal anymore. Or if you use PayPal, respect it and use it the right way. Otherwise, trust me, something is going to happen to you. Something is going to happen to your account. And the time it's going to happen is when eBay spins off PayPal. And for all you, I know there's lots of savvy businessmen out there and really intelligent, smart businessmen out there. But eBay and PayPal are the same company. I think most people are familiar with that. But PayPal will be separated from those, that company at some point. They're fighting it, fighting it, fighting it because eBay knows it can't stand alone, probably can't stand very well on its own. It would be like a an old, boring tech stock. PayPal's the growing business of eBay. When they spin it off is when they're going to go through every account. Not every account, but they're going to go through the entire company with a fine-tuned comb because they have to because they'll have investors asking them questions about that too. Not that they don't now, but there'll be there's less scrutiny because they're a combined company. When PayPal's on its own, that's when you definitely probably don't want to be doing anything shady on there. Not that it makes sense doing anything shady on there right now. So I get other emails from collectors. Um, I the other thing I know is these guys aren't going to call the cops. I've been threatened. I was I was supposed to get a lawsuit last year. <laughs> That that somehow magically didn't materialize. Wow, shocking there. Um, and these guys want to call the cops and you know, blah, 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 recorded conversation, whatever. I'd be happy to t- call the cops. I'd be happy if they called the cops. Then we'd probably find out the truth. You think Josh would talk to a cop or a lawyer the way he co- talked to me on a podcast? And, and if they asked him, hey, what's a filler? What's Josh going to say? Hey, what are all these gift payments on your PayPal account, Josh? Wh- what's he going to say? So please, please, anybody out there, even one of your minions, even better, 
Be stupid enough to sue me. Do something stupid like that. Then we'll then actually that'd be great. I actually can't wait. I actually am trying to get sued. I'd love for somebody to get sued. Or somebody to call the cops on me. Because then we'll be able to find out. My lawyer wants to find out you know what kind of damages I've done to an online raffling business. Let's go through all the let's go through your PayPal account and see how much how much you've made, Josh. Let's see how much money you've made. Raffling cards, fillers, razes, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Let's see how much money you made. And then if I slandered you or defamed your business or caused you harm, let me compensate you for it. Let's see how legal you were, legal business you were running. Let's see if it was even legal. Let's see if you even made money legitimately. Let's see what happens when people find out. Let's see what happens if the cops find out your raffling cards online. And based on some of the grammar and some of the, the feedback and some of the chatter I've gotten on, on Twitter, a lot of those people don't sound like they're over 18 years old. And if they are, huh, let's hope they go to college. So I wanted to sound dumb yesterday or the, I say yesterday, I think I posted the podcast yesterday. I think it was two days. I can't remember when I talked to this moron, but I wanted to sound dumb. I wanted to sound like a new customer. How is he going to, like I said on the, uh, on, in the interview, how is he going to grow his business? He said he had like 70 to 80 people in his room. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. Maybe he has a little more, maybe a little less. It doesn't really matter. How is he going to grow it from there? It's not going to grow. It's not going to grow. Because it's illegal. He has to be shady about it. He has to shut the F up. Because if he talks to people like me, I'm going to blast him. Because I don't care. He can't sue me. He doesn't want anything to do with lawyers. He doesn't want anything to do with a cop in this business. Maybe Josh has another successful business. That could be true. Maybe he's a good businessman. Maybe this is something he does do on the side. I, am I trashing that business? I, I don't know. I'd have to look at it. Maybe he does have a, a store. Maybe he does do sell something else legitimately. I don't know. But the one business I've looked into of his is as crooked as, as it gets. And maybe, like I said, maybe Josh, maybe Josh is a, a le, quote legitimate raffler. If that, if that's really a term you want to give somebody, maybe he is a legitimate razzer. I don't know how great of a title that is, but maybe he is that. But for every legitimate raffler or legitimate razzer, there's probably ten shady ones, or ten guys that got over on on a couple people. Because it's easy. I could run a raffle all day if they were legal. That'd be the easiest way to make money. You'd be your own casino all day on webcam. Again, gambling laws are strict because who donates a lot of money to Washington and to local, a lot of local politicians too. Out here in California, it's Indian tribes. In Nevada, 
It's MGM, Caesars, uh, those kind of companies. In New Jersey and New York, it's the same kind of thing. In Washington, D.C., those guys get money from all over the place. But Sheldon Adelson is near the top. Steve Wynn's near the top. Those guys give a lot of money. They get protected. And basically, if you raffle, you're, you're sticking your middle fingers up to these guys. And you're sticking your middle finger up to the hobby because you're like, oh, we can do something shady. And maybe, like I said, maybe we're legitimate rafflers. But for every legitimate raffler, there's 20 other guys getting it over on people. And it's not the thing we want spreading in the hobby. We don't need this spreading and becoming a big thing and growing. If you guys want to do it in your quiet little rooms and, and, you know, jerk off with each other on webcam, go ahead. But stop promoting it on Twitter. Stop promoting it on your banner and putting it out there. Stop using PayPal. Be smart. Stop being idiots. Kept hearing smart businessmen, smart businessmen. A smart businessman would use Bitcoin. Since that's available now. I mean, two or three years ago, Bitcoin was, you know, people didn't even know what it was. I remember when it was like 50 cents. And people were talking about it. I should have bought some. Trust me, I'd be far richer than I was. I am now. Believe me. Good God. If I had bought Bitcoin when people were telling me to buy it, I'd be, I'd have a Tesla like a lot of them do. So <laughs> use Bitcoin. Get off PayPal. Get off Twitter. Get off Facebook. Just because your Facebook group is private to the, to the public... Doesn't mean Mark Zuckerberg and his team can't see it. Doesn't mean uh, you guys know the the whole NSA thing with uh, Snowden. The, the government can see whatever it wants. Not that it would be really particularly interested in your raffles. But honestly, if enough uh, complaints go to Facebook about, hey, you guys are harvesting, your site is harvesting these private groups that do these raffles, better believe Facebook will do something. They don't care about you guys. Your revenue, the ads that run on your pages is Mark Zuckerberg like tips that to the to the bellman in his in an apartment complex every day. So you gotta go go all the go deep. Get on uh, get on those uh, what's not WhatsApp, but I uh, can't remember the the apps that disappear where your text disappears or whatever. Snapchat, I think, is what I don't know if it's still people are probably still using it, but it was hot. It seemed like it was really hot there for a minute. Um, th- there's now all kinds of copycats, obviously, but um, use those something like that. I don't know. I would get get off of this. The key point to all this, guys, is stop using PayPal. Stop raffling cards. Because it really just shows that. I think I asked Josh on the last show, why do you do this? Do you need the money? And he gave me some, a real nice little customer, sir. I, I'll credit him. He gave a, oh, we do this because people can't buy in. And I'm sure Josh uh, does this to to just for the better of the hobby. I'm sure he doesn't make any money off of it or doesn't profit any of it. You know, not that he shouldn't if it was legal. It just seems like if they were savvy businessmen, quote, savvy or smart, quote, smart business, not retarded guys like me, they would have figured all this stuff out already. 
So I'm hoping I get sued. I hope somebody put some kind of lawsuit on my head. Let's find out the truth. Because if you listen to the last podcast, you got a bunch of mumbo jumbo, mumbo, what you see is not really what it seems. Josh told me some story about being a boy and being a girl and then talking to him and I just found it funny. Josh asked to be on the program. I asked him questions about his business, which most people like, for example, if I brought on the modern baseball card investor author, you think he would want to get in a fight with me? Or when we brought in other people in the past, don't they want to come on here and put a positive spin, a positive projection of their business? What do they have to hide? What are they so angry about? If I'm just asking how a filler works, if I'm asking, you know, how, how, what kind of cards do I get when I don't get the break and I get the supposed cards you're supposed to send me that supposedly a lot of people end up, quote, donating, what happens to the money? How about that? I don't know if everybody's ever thought about that. So I pay $10 to get in and oh, I'm supposedly going to get some base cards well, you didn't get anything. So you donated basically your cards and $10 or whatever you paid to get in. You guys, and then Josh gets the tax benefits. I'm sure he has some CPA that's banging on his taxes every day. And now he gets to donate money, donate money and donate cards to charity and take a tax write-off when you should have done that. Raffles are illegal as well because not only can they be manipulated, but they've been proven to be addictive and uh, a, a real easy way for people to lose a lot of money, be kind of tricked out of a lot of money. These breakers often buy spots into the, they, they often get a spot or they get 10% of the sale, but often they take a spot and then they buy a few more. They give themselves the best odds. So then they win the card. Then they razz it again. There's a group of guys, and it includes Josh, that is just toying. They say they have 70 to 80 people. They're all He's just toying with you guys. They're all toying with you guys. They sit in the back and talk on the phone privately and just laugh at you guys. And then when one of you guys make any noise, they kick you off, and they ban you, and they send you to another breaker, send you to another site. They ignore you. But as long as you're one of their little minions, that's why I had a bunch of little people were wondering why I don't have any support. These guys have these guys under control. They're just taking their money. They're taking their cards and taking their money. These kids say, oh, they they sent me something. They sent me something because they're ripping you off. There's a lot of schemes out there where you get a little something. Bernie Madoff investors got a little something, got a little something every once in a while. And then all of a sudden when they when they all needed it, it was gone. So I hope so somebody sues me. I hope somebody calls the cops. Let's see if Josh is as rude and sounds as like basically like he's Kenny Powers, like a real life Kenny Powers, which is funny on TV because he he looks like a jackass on TV, but it's not really funny in real life when you're talking about a business. 
I'm talking about real money and real people. Like I said, a lot of these people, just based on their grammar and kind of their little public profile, don't look like they're far out of high school, if at all. Just out there taking money. Let's call the cops. Let my lawyer look through your shit. They'll never do that. So that's why I don't give a fuck about these guys. They're doing something wrong. It can be, maybe, like I said, maybe they're legitimate. But it just spurs on 10, 20, 40, 50, 100 other people that need the money more. Just are less creative on how they're ripping them off. Trust me, Cardfather X has kind of a group of guys. And they're all just sitting in the back laughing at you guys. They get on camera and act all nice. Well, they don't really act all nice, but they act like it's all buddy and buddy. But the minute you do anything, minute you pull at them just a little bit, oh, you're gone. You're banned. Bye. Just shows they don't give a fuck about you. So I don't give a fuck about him. I don't give a fuck about his business model. This is how honest people actually make money. You look at a company and you say, that business model sucks. They're going to go broke. People have it all wrong. And you make millions of dollars like David Einhorn and Carl Icahn and Warren Buffett. I'm not saying that's a like a really high class business model, but at least it's legal. At least if some cop, I've always said this, guys. If you can't explain to a cop or a lawyer your business model without him wanting to arrest you or raise a lot of red flags, then why are you doing it? And the people that do do that, they're fucking stupid. They're broke. They need the money. Because if you had money or you were making money, why the fuck would you want to do something like run an online raffle or rip off a bunch of kids? Like these guys are doing every day. And they're inspiring a lot of other people to do it every day because they're getting big or whatever. 70, 80 people sounds fucking real big to me. So I want to thank the NBA for having such an entertain, or at least the media just... It's funny that the media like covers the NBA free agency more than the games. I mean, the game and we got like summer league now. And so you got like Jabari Parker and Wiggins playing the Lakers are playing. I mean, the NBA is kind of exciting right now. And and for those of you that are just pick up the podcast right now or only listen to a few of them or every once in a while, I don't blame you. Believe me. Um, The NBA is my favorite sport. I love the NBA. So no wonder I was on Twitter all last week with the LeBron stuff, the Carmelo and this trade and Bosch and just all that stuff. Um, the moving trucks outside LeBron's house, picking up his cars. I mean, it was awesome. Um, and so it's my favorite sport. I, I follow it passionately. I'm sure a lot of you guys are doing the same thing with like the world cup and, uh, you know, NFL football and stuff. So, um, I was just geeking out on the NBA free agency last week and I got into it, um, with somebody. He wanted to come on the show he wanted to have lunch, 
And I, I mean, I think I even told Josh, I'm going to the national. Why in the fuck would I want to, why in the fuck would I want to meet with some guy that has a webcam every day? That, a, a male webcammer. I'm going to the world's biggest card show where you could be there for three or four days in a row and probably not see everything. Why in the fuck would I want to waste time with some webcammer that does illegal raffles and stuff? So even if I was going to the national, trust me, unless it was on video, if you let me do like a Howard Letterer style video, like me asking questions, him answering, and that's it, I probably would have done that. That would have been, I could have probably made that entertaining, if you know what I mean. Um, But he agreed to it. So it shows you how stupid. I loved how he kept calling himself a savvy businessman, and the whole time I was, I was like, "This interview is going to look horrible." <laughs> you know, I was thinking to him when he was blabbering, and you might hear times in the podcast uh, yesterday where his voice almost sounds like his reception is going out. There were times where I had to. Um, I was recording it like in my bedroom, and so I had to take the phone away and put him. Um, I have like a foam mattress, and so I put put the put the speaker right in there. So he was kind of being muted in the background. So I could at least speak. Cause sometimes, you know, when Kenny powers goes off, you, you know, it's hard to stop the train from rolling. So I wanted to at least get my word in every once in a while. So you might've noticed that, but, uh, that about wraps it up today, folks. Thanks for tuning in. I hope I've at least at the very least provided, a even only a minute or two of uh, entertainment for you. If I've done that, I think I've done my job. I do these podcasts for free. Believe me, I lose money um, recording these podcasts. I do them um, because it's something I enjoy to do. It's legal. I don't have to worry about anybody um, coming after me for having a podcast or having, you know, you can even play copyrighted music on a podcast because I'm not trying to sell it. I'm not sure. I don't have any ads running. I, you know, just something I enjoy doing. I certainly have gotten a kick out of all the haters and all the people hating on me. And it's like, this guy does something illegal every night, guys. This guy does something that can be easily be scammed. Maybe not him, but by copycats around the world. Raffle laws, gambling laws are as straight as an arrow. And it's because MGM, Caesar, Steve Wynn, Indian tribes, all those guys... They pay a lot of money to make sure it's straight as an arrow because they they make a lot of money. Not in Vegas, actually in Macau right now is killing it. You might, uh, I mean, it is, that's probably one out of everywhere. I don't know if I'll ever travel outside the country just because flying for that long is just, I mean, obviously I might go to Canada one day, I might go to Mexico, but going to like Europe or something just doesn't, doesn't really spark an interest into me really unless i was there for like months i'd want to spend a ton of time there but i'd go to macau for like a weekend if i could go for like a couple days because apparently it's blowing it's it's like if you think vegas like on a hot night like macau is exactly like that so i'd love to go but anyways the rules are straight as an arrow guys start using bitcoin start going further and further to privatize don't don't do this on facebook that's just stupid 
like I said, just because it's private to the public doesn't mean Facebook doesn't monitor stuff, doesn't mean Facebook isn't aware that they can't harvest private things that are illegal, anything that's even close to illegal. They have to, for shareholders and just, you know, they make so much money. Why would they risk that? They make so much money with moms putting up dinner ideas and friends connecting. Why would they just say, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll look the other way on these raffles? Trust me, you'll, you'll get in trouble on Facebook. And I'm not saying it's going to happen today or tomorrow or next year. Or I think I even said this last year. I don't know when it's going to come. But I hope you all sleep well, knowing that one day it, it more than likely will. And you better not hope that you've ran through a million dollars worth of gift payments. Because imagine what what eBay's going to do. Or even $10,000 worth of gift payments. That should have been goods. What do you think eBay's going to do? Just in case there's nobody raising their hand right now in the classroom eBay's going to come get their fucking money back. If you fuck with PayPal, they come and get your money. They don't give a fuck about you. And the bigger it is, the the more they'll come after you. Because that's how a public company makes money. They punk people. (laughs) That about wraps it up for today. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We are out of here.